Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey everyone, Mad Max here, and I want to tell you about my bookie. They are the industry's leading online sportsbook and casino, and boy, do they have you covered. MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college ball, soccer, MMA, boxing, and more. Sign up now using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. My bookie will meet you halfway up to $1,000 when you deposit. Whether you're at home or on the go, on your laptop or on your phone, it's only a few clicks away from placing your bets and making some money. Bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody. Arch here, and it is Thursday after the Daily Show, which means we are talking UFC with James. What's going on, James? I'm doing all well. It's unfortunate that Mason couldn't be in attendance today, but, you know, personal issues excuse him from today's show. And, you know, I respect that. And uh, all these people on the uh, DGENs app that say, oh, Jevons is a serious bottler, he never turns up, that can all sort of creep away now that Mason's not in attendance today. But no, I'm all good. How about yourself, mate? I'm sorry for saying that you never show up. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, good, because I'll be tracking you down. (laughs) Tell me again. Oh, man. How's it going? Yeah, I mean, it could be better, to be honest, with everything going on. But, I mean, besides all my uh, college and uni work aside, with the recent announcement from uh, Boris Johnson, you know, it looks as if some, uh, there's something to look forward to. They're going to relieve the restrictions on the 21st of June. And in the midst of all that, you've got the Euros on for all football fans. So, hopefully, 2021, the summer of 2021, to be uh, a one for the ages, because I think everyone's just going to go hard in Britain. Oh, nice, nice. And uh, your, your your team, Chelsea, they, they they limped to a win the other day. They did not limp. Oh, my Christ, Arch. I mean, the, Atletico Madrid, I know you put money on them. I was a bit sceptical. I thought, okay, it'll probably be a 1-1 draw or maybe like a 1-0 Madrid because with Atletico Madrid, they literally just tend to, to part the bus or like in, you know, to sort of dumb it down a bit for those who don't know, they'd sort of defend for 90 minutes and try and hit you on the break and score their own goal. But... Chelsea literally dominated from start to finish against one of the best teams in Europe and sets uh, sets us up nicely for the second leg and it certainly sent you packing and crying that night. Do you remember what I said? I said, bet both (laughs) sides and pray that there isn't a draw. That's what I said. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
Oh, I thought you went flat out Madrid. No, no, I said bet both sides and pray there isn't a draw. Because I thought, <laughs> I thought right. it was going to be a razor-thin game. Really mm. close. All right, but still, I mean, Madrid should have won that game. Oh, behave. All right, we could talk foot, football all day, but we're here to talk <laughs> UFC, my man. Let's do it. Who do you like this weekend? You know, we've got, I mean, you were talking off air between us two and you said how Josino Ruiz and Shock and the Seal Garner card isn't exactly stat, but in a way I totally agree with you. But then, you know, when you actually delve deep and actually look at some of the prelims and some of the main card fights, there are a couple of uh, bangers on there, but um Tonight or this weekend, predominantly the favourites are probably almost certainly going to get the job done. And with Jarzino, Rosenstreich and Silgan, I'm really, 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 really looking forward to this one because it's two heavyweights that sort of know how to hit. They're two hard hitters within the division. Arguably, you could say that Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis are the hardest hitters right now, but you know, who cares? Jozino Rosenstroich and Cyril Garner are both coming off of wins against uh, Junior De Santos. I think... Bruce Short was about five five months ago and um, Cyril Garner was probably back in December. So both coming off a, a wins against a legend and I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, but then I'm not also surprised that um, Cyril Garner is the favourite because Rusenstreich has got that heavy background in kickboxing and he's got that more experience in the cage and, you know, he just seems to have that more, uh, that competitive edge within the MMA game. But Cyril Garner, I mean, you know, he's 30 years of age, which, which is young for a heavyweight. And he sort of burst onto the scene in recent times. I think many people are really looking forward to seeing him. And it's probably going to be a stand-up battle with, uh, as I alluded to earlier, with Rusenstreich. He's got that kickboxing background and he's picked up some impressive wins. And Cyril Garner has got a background in Muay Thai and won various uh, heavyweight titles across the European promotions, went 3-0 before joining the UFC. And so far, he's beaten the likes of Paseo by submission, Dante Mays and Tanabosa before finishing JDS recently. And they both got that similar built and have a bit of a similar approach, I think. But within the stand-up battle, I know Sulegana is probably the more harder the hitter. I think Rosenstreich's got that versatility within his arsenal when it comes to striking uh, uh, within the kickboxing range. And he tends to focus on that stand-up. Whereas with Cyril Garner, you know, he can beat you on the feet, but I think he tends to do a lot of his damage on the takedowns as well, looking for that vicious ground and pound. And his ground game is not to be overlooked upon in this weekend. And I think if Cyril Garner is going to get the job done, I think he's got to take it to the floor. I know he can compete on the feet, you can't sort of risk it because you saw over the past weekend, Curtis Blade, who is a, a predominantly wrestling heavy favourite with a, a nasty ground and pound, just get absolutely starched by Derek Lewis. And he's got to respect that power from Rosenstreich. So if Garner can take it to the floor, I can see him getting the job done. So on paper, it's going to be a battle of the strikers. I'm really looking forward to this one. And I know Garner is the edge, uh, the favourite on this one. I want to say Bruce and Stroik, but I'm a big fan of Cyril Garner. I've watched him for a while, even though he's fought seven times professionally. I think he will get it to the floor in the in and amongst the second and third round and eventually get the ground and pound or submission. So I'm going to go for Garner via third round to TKO. TKO, not a submission. No, no, not a submission. He'll probably get it done by a ground and pound on the match. Okay, okay. Okay, just making sure. Man, uh, I... 
This is a tough one. I, I, mm. Cyril's a minus two sixty favorite, down from minus two seventy four. So it looks like people are you know might be back in Rosenstrike here, and I kind of agree. I think he's got enough of a chance at plus two fifteen, at plus two hundred five, plus two twenty five, depending on what you get. I think you risk it. I think you throw a few bucks on the underdog here, and uh, yeah, Rosenstrike, let's do it, baby. I'm gonna bet it. <laughs> Man, it's not been a great uh, year so far for favorites in the uh, main event, you know? I'm thinking, like, who, I mean, Connor lost, uh, Curtis Blades lost, mm. Us- Usman won, so there was that. But, man, it's it's been a little tough for the for the main card favorites, or the main event favorites. Yeah, yeah, it really is a tough one. I mean, you know, given these sort of circumstances, the world's watching, maybe the pressure's sort of got to the favorites a little bit, but it, it just adds to the excitement of the UFC because back in the day, we could have called the favorite and then the favorite would go on to win the fight. But now, I mean, it's all up in the air. You just, it's very unpredictable these days and that's why we enjoy it. Yeah, that's very true. All right, next up, what are you looking at? Uh, the next up I've got is Nikita Krulov versus Magomed Ankalaev. Um, again, this is a sort of another banger within its right. Uh, Magomed Ankalaev is coming off of that win over um, Ion Kutuleba, I believe, uh, a couple of months back, whereas Nikita Krulov is coming off of that win against Johnny Walker, who sort of derailed that hype, rate, uh, hype train uh, last year. And he hasn't fought in some time. I think his last fight was in March. Uh, Krilov and Magomed Ankalaev. I mean, he's probably, I, in my personal opinion, I think he's going to be the next big thing at light heavyweight. I, I genuinely do believe that. And with Nikita Krilov, many people sort of established him as that sort of gatekeeper amongst the light heavyweight division. And to be fair, his recent losses were against Glover Teixeira, who is up and amongst the top contenders right now at light heavyweight. And his last one before that was against Jan Blachowicz almost three years ago. And Jan Blachowicz is currently the light heavyweight champion. So there's no shame in losing to those two guys. I think for Ankalaev, it's got to be a stand-up bout, in my opinion. He dropped his UFC debut to Paul Craig in 2018 and hasn't lost since. He's won five straight wins in a row, including a couple of decisions, as well as a few knockout wins over Pacino, um, Lincoln Bula, and uh, like I said, as a most recently... Uh, Krilov does have that nasty ground game and I truly believe that uh, Ankalaev has the edge on the, on the feet. Even though from what I'm seeing, Krilov tends to throw and land more, but in terms of success and striking accuracy, Ankalaev is up there with one of the best in the light heavyweight division. And if he can secure that early, you know, clip shot or that overhand or the uppercut or whatever have you, that sort of starts with you early on. That, and that doesn't drop you, eventually you will get dropped because he has some serious power in his hands, Michael Medan Kalaev. And like I said, he really needs to keep the fight standing because as soon as the fight goes to the floor, Nikita Krulov will have many tools within his arsenal to get the job done. But Krulov, he can't be counted out of this fight, but I can understand why Ankalaev is the favourite because like I said, he's the better striker and it's going to take some doing to get him out of there. So with that being said... I want to say first round, but uh, I think Krulov will be able to hold his own, but then ultimately get stopped in the second. So Ankalaev via second round TKO for me. Mm, gotcha. Second round. Magomed's going to win the fight. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I'm not, I don't think I'm going crazy by saying that. He, no, no. He's minus three fifty four, minus three fifty in that range. It's just too big of a price to ask. I, I mean, I'm leaning that way with you. And mm. when it comes out, when we get the prop bets, you know, lined up, 
we'll take a look and see and maybe there's some profit there in taking tkos but right now 354 is too much to risk he doesn't win by that frequency i mean minus 354 means he's going to win 78 percent of the time that's mm. that's domination man you think you think you think he wins you know, 78 percent Oh, no, I totally agree because I think as of right now, Ian, um, Magomed Ankalaev should be in and amongst the top five at light heavyweight. Okay. And if he gets a big win over Krylov, then that will only you know, boost his chances of fighting the top guys. So I think he deserves to be up there or thereabouts, and I think he will get it done in convincing style. Okay, there you go. There it is. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love i still use my bookie to this date and you should too why because march is about to get crazy insane maybe even a little mad if you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home bet the non-stop action of march madness with my bookie enter bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes of up to twenty-five thousand big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on, the best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. All right, what else you like? Next up, I believe I've got uh, Jimmy Rivera versus uh, Pedro Munoz. Yes. Uh, this will take place at Bantamweight, I believe, and the pair have already fought. And I want to say uh, Jimmy Rivera won that one back in 2015 via split decision. And from what I'm seeing so far, I think uh, Jimmy Rivera is the slight favourite going into this one. And I know Pedro Munoz, this is going to be a tough test for him because obviously – the loss to Jimmy Rivera back in the day is going to be playing on his mind. He's on a two-fight losing streak, Munoz. That was against uh, Frankie Edgar by a split decision about five, six months ago. And that could have gone either way, man. That was a very you know tough decision, and I'm sure it was a tough one for Munoz to take. And then before that, you know, he'd lost to Aljamain Sterling by a comfortable decision. But, you know, nearly two years ago, he picked that picked up that sensational uh, knockout victory over Cody Garbrandt, which, you know, shot the world, really. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one. Personally, I don't think we'll see a finish in this one. I think with Jimmy Rivera, he's a well-rounded fighter that combines strong wrestling with high-volume boxing. I think he is very versatile wherever the fight goes. But I think with uh, Pedro Munoz, again, he's also a powerful boxer within his own right. And he's also got that fantastic leg kicks with uh, good submission skills and a good ground game. So he's also versatile in his own right. And I think with... 
Pedro Munoz. I think he's got to use the, and adopt the leg kicks well to try and make this a Pedro Munoz fight because if he sort of gets taken into deep waters and you know makes it a sort of scrappy fight, then that's when it plays into Jimmy Rivera's hands. But if Pedro Munoz can take control of proceedings early on, then I truly believe you know, he will get the job done as long as he can keep the fight standing. And the same goes for Jim Rivera. I think they both want to keep the fight standing because Rivera is the most polished striker out of the two with the better footwork. But ultimately, I think the leg kicks are going to pay dividends for Munoz in this one. And I can see him getting the decision victory in this one. Oh, decision for Pedro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. He's a uh, plus 128. So I got to think that decision, if you know, betting exclusively decision is going to be a nice payout. Mm. Uh, let's see. Jimmy's minus 148 and Pedro's obviously minus, plus 128. So it's, it's, a, it's almost, it's not almost, it is too close to call for me. Yeah. <laughs> this one is pretty close to a coin flip. Mm. I, man, uh, I do think Jimmy's probably going to win the fight, but this one is a nail biter. I'm going to follow you or I'm, I'm going to lean with you. I'm not following you. I'm going to lean that way with Pedro. Uh, hmm. When we take a look at that decision line, you know, Pedro to win by decision, the greed might might take me, take hold, <laughs> and I might just bet Pedro. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised knowing you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but man, yeah, this is a really close fight. Probably, I'm skipping. Mm. It's the second closest fight that I've got of the night. Oh, yeah, totally. It has to be up there because it's just one of those pick and fights, really. Yeah. So good luck, man. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> Yes. And the next fight you want to talk about is? I believe it's the the feature belt on the prelims between Alexander Hernandez and Thiago Moises. Again, with this one, I don't think we'll see a finish uh, finish in this one. I think this one will go to the judges' scorecards. I'm very much looking forward to this one because uh, early on in his career, I think almost about two years ago, uh, Alexander Hernandez was coming off a win against Olivier um, Messier. And many people were sort of dubbing him as this next talent. And then I think Donald Cerrone sort of humbled him in a way and knocked him out um, in convincing fashion. And since then, he's picked up wins against uh, Francisco Trinaldo. And and then his most recent fight was three months ago against Chris Huitzmaker, uh, and he won via uh, a, a vicious TK with the hooks and sandwiched in between that as he lost to Drew Dober. And, you know, there's no shame in losing to Drew Dober. I think he's fighting Islam Makhachev next week. So... You know, he's an absolute brute within his own right. So with Hernandez, I think that win over Chris is certainly going to do him some confidence. I think he's such a very well, well-rounded fighter. I mean, he can hold his own on the mat and, you know, and if the fight goes to the floor, you know, he can sort of implement his tidy submission skills within there. But on the feet, he's a very uh, dangerous striker. His takedown defense, or oh, Christ, I'm turning into American now, defense, defense. Defense. Is a... Is, <laughs> Oh, it's, come on, it's defence. I'm trying to use my British yeah, sort of British tone here. You've, you've turned me into an American recently. I've, I've caught myself saying defence a lot of times recently. And you don't speak decimal odds anymore. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, what have you turned me into? You know, my friends think I'm a right creep. So defence, um, I think it's going to be very difficult because with Thiago Moises, he can sort of take the fight to the floor with his uh, nicely Brazilian jiu-jitsu skills, but against Carlos Hernandez, it's going to be really tough to take him to the floor. I think he's riding a two-fight winning streak, Moises, as he prepares for this one. His last win was against uh, Bobby Green back in 2020. And he's um, 
very well-rounded fighter within his, within his own right, um, Thiago Moises. He's got a couple of nice knockout wins under his belt, a couple of decision wins, but ultimately most of his wins have come via submissions. And he's got that great grappling accuracy. And if he can get the fight to the floor, then he will ultimately ultimately look for the submission. But with Alexander Hernandez, I think this is going to be a, a really, really, I think it's going to be a close one, but I think, Hernandez is probably more of the attractive pick to make here because Moises, he does have the potential to sneak a win, but I think Hernandez is going to ultimately get the better of Thiago Moises on the feet and sort of outpoint him to a decision victory. Decision victory for Hernandez. Hernandez, yeah. Oh, man. This, in my mind, this is an incredibly close fight. Uh, I don't know why Vegas has the line. Hernandez minus 198, Moises plus 168. I think it's a much closer fight than that. This is, in my mind, the closest fight of the night, these two guys. I think this is going to be a real battle. I'm going to do it. I'm going to bet Moises here just you know, to win the fight. Plus 168, all we need to do is have him win the fight, period, and mm. we'll turn a profit. But man, oh man, I honestly don't know. This is the biggest surprise to me. Uh, this is the one time where I think they have uh, underestimated the underdog significantly. Mm. You disagree? I mean, obviously, it's the MMA game. Anyone's within a fighter's chance of winning. But I think it's a little bit harsh on Thiago Moises. I think it is a lot closer than some people make it out to be. But ultimately, I'm probably going to hop on the bandwagon with Alexander Hernandez on this one. You've got two decisions, and we haven't seen Ben Cartledge in a month. I'm just saying. <laughs> He's going to rise from the dead for this one and sort of screw us all over this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Good old Ben. Is that it for you? You didn't want to talk any more fights? Uh, no, I think that's all it for me. I've, you know, I think we've dusted all four of them. Okay. Uh, but I know does, you've got a couple. Yeah, there's two I want to talk about. Montana De La Rosa and Mayra? Myra? Myra Bueno Silva? Yeah, correct. <laughs> yeah. I can't, those people in their spelling of the names. Come on now. <laughs> uh, bueno, Sil- bueno Silva is minus 138 and De La Rosa is plus 120. This is this is the instance where I think the under or the favorite, excuse me, is undervalued according to Vegas. She's only minus one thirty eight. I think she handles uh, De La Rosa pretty easy. I'm not concerned about laying one thirty eight in this one because I think she's going to win easy. So I'm going to bet on Bueno Silva to win the fight minus one thirty eight. Yeah, I'm in total agreement with you uh, there. I think Myra. You know, she's coming off of that win against uh, Mara Barella by a decent submission. And she lost her last fight before that to Marina Moros. And that sort of put her in her place a bit. And, you know, she's been a bit inactive recently. But ultimately, I think Bueno Silva will get a job done because on the floor, uh, on the mat, we tend to see Montana uh, De La Rosa struggling a bit. And against a woman like Bueno Silva, who's a heavy jiu-jitsu favorite leading into this one it's ultimately going to be a tough one and I think what sort of struck me and sort of confused me in a way before we spoke today it's just how she's going to get it done one half of me is thinking she'll get it done by a decision but one half of me thinks that she'll get it done by a submission probably late on I'm probably going to lean towards a submission on this one maybe a second or a third round submission in there but uh, yeah I'm in total agreement with you with the winner would you bet this one or are you just going to lean that way uh, I'd, I'd probably bet that one. With oh. No disrespect to Montana De La Rosa. I think she can be sort of a bit of a gatekeeper for those prospects wanting to push up the rankings. So submission, so, you going to do a round or no? Ooh, second round submission. Second round submission. Got it. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I, gun to my head, I'd probably go decision. 
you know, yeah. just, just, just cause, just cause <laughs> for no reason, no reason at all. Oh, uh, I'm not going to ask for your reason. <laughs> <laughs> you still have to get, you still have to get a job out there someday. So let's keep that to ourselves. Yes, exactly. All right. William Knight, Alonzo Minifield. <laughs> that's a, that's the fight I want to talk about. This looks to be a hell of a fight. Uh, William Knight is minus 107. Alonzo Menafield is minus 107, minus 110, minus 110. Just depends on your book. I think that William Knight is going to take care of business. I, I don't have a lot of wiggle room, but I do think he's going to win the fight. So I've got no concerns about laying minus 107 on this one. Although, yeah, maybe a little bit because it's, so, it's, it's an absolute coin flip, I guess, according to Vegas. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that one, son. Uh, this one, I think, with William Knight, he came through the contender series about a couple of months ago, and he fought a month later against Alexa Kamer and won by a comfortable decision. But ultimately, when you look at William Knight, he's a he's a hard hitter, especially in that division. And Alonzo Menafield, many people were sort of dubbing him as this big talent. You know, coming into the UFC, he was undefeated, and in his first couple of fights, he beat Vinicius Moreira. Uh, via a nasty KO and Paul Craig, you know, almost two years ago, again, via finish. And his last fights haven't gone his way. He lost via this decision to Devin Clark and then got knocked out by Irvin St. Pru. And if you get knocked out by Irvin St. Pru, that's saying something because you associate Irvin St. Pru with that nasty sort of ground game and the Von Pru choke and all that jazz. So if you get knocked out by <laughs> Irvin St. Pru, I mean... You know, can you really call yourself like a, a brutal hard hitter in that heavyweight division? <laughs> Absolutely not. And I think William Knight has come a long way since that defeat in the CFFC uh, promotions. And, you know, he's, he's on a good streak since. And he's out there to sort of impress the world and impress the UFC. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one. I think in terms of the power and who's on the feet and who's got the edge, I'm leaning towards William Knight in this one. And ultimately, I reckon he will get the finish despite his last victory coming for a decision. Okay, so you're leaning that way on William Knight? Yeah, yeah, 100%. All right, very good, very good. So we only disagree really on one fight, and that's when uh, Thiago Moises is absolutely going to dominate. <laughs> you know, with these Brazilian and their jiu-jitsu, you just never know. So um, if, if if he comes out and comes up clutch and wins against Alexander Hernandez convincingly, you know, I'm just going to sort of retire and hibernate for the rest of the weekend. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll see you when the pub's open. Christ, that's not long away, so yeah, it won't be long then. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be hard to name for that long. <laughs> oh, man. Do you want to talk, we didn't even talk about a pre-show, but the biggest the biggest shift from where the opening line is, what, where the line opened to where the line is now is Angela Hill. She opened up minus 300. She's minus 369 now. Massive shift. Does Ashley Yoder have a chance, you think? Um, to be honest with you, I don't think so. I think with yeah. Angela Hill, she's certainly got the confidence going into this one. I think this fight's been scheduled a couple of times, and I think uh, it wasn't Angela Hill. I think it was Ashley Yoda that was forced to pull out. And with Angela Hill, although she's on the two-fight losing streak, she's coming off of that loss to um, uh, Michelle Waterson, and then before that to Claudia Gadella, which you know could have gone either way. And you know it's a bit. Unfair on Angela Hill, but ultimately, I, I I can see why Ashley Yoda is the moderate underdog going into this one. <laughs> I think the pair have already fought, I believe, at the top of my head. Um, I think Angela Hill won that one by a comfortable decision back in 2017. So ultimately, she's probably going to get the job done this weekend. No chance, no chance. Okay, I thought maybe we could <laughs> throw a hail mary here, but. <laughs> 
I guess that's it. I guess. So are you still doing the Sports Sesh podcast or is it all Mason? Um, I think there's an episode tonight, but uh, I will not be in the appearance because I've got a, a call with one of my uh, union lecturers after today's little discretion, which I'm disappointed about. But um, next week, we've got another show with a UFC fighter and we're going to sort of release a couple of uh, one-to-one shows without any guests next week as well. So, you know, stay tuned for that one. But oh, nice. still over at the Sports Sesh. Very good. Yeah, the link's in the description for the podcast. You can go check it out. Sports Sessions, a lot of fun. I got nothing else. Anything else you want to tell us? To be honest, with just me and you today, I think to get almost 25 minutes worth out of this, I think we've done all right for ourselves, so I'm all good over it. We squeeze the hell out of this shit card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just enjoy the bets, and hopefully we can make you some money this weekend. All right, James. Talk to you later. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its content. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.